today, Eric, 62% of Americans have no emergency fund. And I'm sure you've read statistics like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, right? Welcome back to Four Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs, episode 17. I am Eric Verdi. With us this week is Elisa Locke, who's a good friend of mine. Um, we've known each other for about a year now, uh, maybe about a year and a half. Uh, she, uh, Elisa, hit me up. We went out, had coffee. At the time, she was, I'll, I'll do air quotes, a big wig, and she was at State Farm, um, basically in charge of um, their agents, independent agents locally, and, and probably in a, in a larger area, like a Maryland, uh, Virginia, PA area. Um, and Elisa was was reaching out to me because she had some positions open and knew that I knew a lot of people in the community and uh, if, I, if there was a way that help her out. But from that meeting, a friendship evolved. Like Elisa, like very sharp individual. Um, we're from the same town here in, in Frederick. Um, and just, you know, I really kind of had a connection with her. And so recently she's gone out and started her own entrepreneur venture after many, many tries before the State Farm, and we'll get to that, Money Mentor Group, which is a consultant um, basically for entrepreneurs to help better utilize their funds, their strategies, um, how they uh, look at their business financially. And here at Four Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs, why we started this is I feel that every entrepreneur has a superpower, okay? You might be really good at Facebook ads. You might be really good at Google AdWords. You might be really good at copy. You might be really good at funnels. You might be really good at money, okay? You need to be good at one thing really, really well as an entrepreneur. And most of us, we're really good at what we do. We're not so good at the money aspect. So I'm thrilled to have with us today, Elisa, that's going to kind of fill in that gap here with an entrepreneur. And if you need help financially about planning, budgeting, strategy, you know, Elisa's going to be our go-to uh, entrepreneur financial consultant here. So I know that's a long-winded intro. So Elisa, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm thrilled to be here. So give our listeners, viewers, your backstory. Sure. So um, you know me from uh, when I was with State Farm. And um, as you said correctly, I was a uh, basically a business coach to 41 uh, locations, independent contractor locations of State Farm throughout uh, Western Maryland, Central Maryland, and a piece of West Virginia. But I've actually been an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, I started um, in my early 20s. Um, I had uh, graduated uh, from graduate school with a master's in public administration worked in that field in a little cubicle for about six months, went home and cried every day, knew that was not for me. And so I uh, opened up the new, I quit my job, I opened up the newspaper and basically took the first sales job I could find and it was selling collection services. Door-to-door uh, -to -door knocking, you know, hard. And uh, I ended up buying a franchise of the company um, in my 20s. So that was my first entrepreneurial venture. And I've done a number of entrepreneurial things um, throughout my career, including um, a startup in the early 90s called 1-800-CAR-SEARCH, 
Um, I uh, was a mortgage officer, which was a very entrepreneurial venture. I was a State Farm agent for a number of years in the Tyson's Corner, Virginia area, and then worked for State Farm Corporate as a business coach um, to other entrepreneurs. And throughout each of these uh, businesses that I had or was involved with, I saw that one of the biggest struggles that entrepreneurs had was managing their uh, business finances on a day-to-day -day basis. Because entrepreneurs by nature, they wanna go out and talk about their product or service, right? They're passionate about that. They wanna build their business. Looking at the numbers, I don't think is something that comes naturally to an entrepreneur. And it is so much more complex than managing a personal budget. You know, your, your revenues change all the time, your expenses change all the time. Um, and so having a coach to help you figure out uh, systems and behaviors with your uh, business financials uh, was something that just came naturally because it's something that I had to learn to do. So I retired early from State Farm I was very fortunate to be in a financial position to be able to do that. And I've always wanted to help entrepreneurs in this way. So I'm now a financial coach with Money Mentor Group, which is a financial coaching firm based here in Frederick. We work with individuals, couples, small business owners. Um, and uh, I'm very, very excited to finally be doing this um, kind of passion project. Um, I, I do get a lot of questions about what a financial coach is. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to take a minute to, to lay that out because a lot of people scratch their heads and kind of say, well, what is that exactly? <laughs> so financial coach, the way I define it, is we help um, uh, individuals, couples, and business owners better understand their relationship um, with their money, meaning their money beliefs, their money emotions, maybe some of the, the baggage that they learned from their parents or their influences from social media and society, and how that impacts their behavior with their money. Um, and once we understand that piece, then we can work on improving their behaviors with their money. So I like to say I help people understand why they do what they do with their money um, and then figure out systems to uh, have better money behaviors. So when you're consulting, coaching a client, an entrepreneur, are you starting with a, a macro view of their financial outlook and then diving down to micro or like you're spending way too much money on copier, paper like you know you're buying this paper and you're really buying this paper or you know all those pens you have over there that you spent two hundred dollars on like so are you like you know what overall uh, our strategy is to x y so where are you going with with people that you're coaching do you, you understand the question am i asking it correctly yeah no no uh, uh, i think i i understand um where, where you're where you're coming at so whether it's um whether i'm working with an individual business owner, a couple, whatever, it's got to start with their why. And so when it comes to money, 
we're going to, I'm going to work with them to do some exercises to understand um, more about their personal relationship with their money. So here's what I mean by that specifically. Um, we have some exercises that we can do to help them understand their money personality. Um, so what I mean by money personality is, are they by nature a spender? Are they by nature a hoarder? You know, they like to just hold on to their, their money. Um, are they what we call an avoider? In other words, they don't even want to deal with it. They want to deal with everything else in their business, but not, not their money, you know? And so by figuring out that piece of it and what their money personality is, that will help us as um, I work with the entrepreneur to understand their money behaviors. Um, if they have poor um, kind of spending habits or a bad relationship with their money, sometimes it's also good to figure out what's triggering some of that poor behavior. So one of the exercises, one of my favorite exercises that I do with new clients is I have them track all of the purchases that um, they're making and what they're feeling at the time, the emotion that's connected to that spending. So in other words, uh, let's say the, the business owner uh, tracks their spending for several weeks and they realize that every time they're feeling scared about the direction of their business or how their business is doing, they run out and spend a lot of money on you know, marketing without even thinking it through. Or uh, they buy somebody you know, who they think can help them with their business, a really expensive dinner. You know, we start to see some patterns that um, evolve. And so that's what I mean by better understanding, first and foremost, their relationship with their money. And then once we have that piece, then we start looking at uh, what we call a, a spending and savings plan, where we really start to dig deep, deep on what they're doing with their money. Awesome. So back to your, uh, to start with why consulting. So it's all your, your questionnaire and putting people in different quadrants or groups is almost like the Myers-Briggs of, of finance. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That well put. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I know when we were started out with, with, with COVID and, and the world shut down, you know, I went back, I'm a, I'm a small business owner myself. I went back and looked at you know, what expenditures, you know, I have really had to tighten the belt. I would not consider myself a free spender. If I was one in that spectrum, I would probably be more towards, I don't know about hoarder, but more towards very financially conservative. I know uh, what, you know, where we spend money, but you know, I looked and we cut out like $800 a month just in stuff that wasn't, wasn't really benefiting the business at the time. And, or, um, you know, we just weren't using enough of, we weren't, you know, much like our house, like I have like the two year rule, like if we haven't used something in two years, it's out. So I kind of, you know, did that with my business. If we're not currently actively, actively using or maybe you really haven't used in the last six months, like, you know, we cut it. So what is it uh, that you wanted to accomplish that you let, led you on your journey from State Farm to Financial Coach? Well, when I um, was uh, with State Farm, um, one of the things that I observed as I was coaching, um, you know, the, the State Farm agents who are small business owners, is that a lot of them really struggled 
to get a handle on um, what was coming in and what was going out. Um, some of them had some pretty significant business debt and it really weighed heavily on them because they just couldn't figure out how to pay it off in a way that was really moving them forward. So I saw agents that had a lot of debt and really you know, struggled with that and it just weighed heavily on, on their soul. Um, I saw people who, um, you know, were, were spending more than they were taking in every month. And so they ended up with, you know, lots of credit card debt or, or just, you know, the, the fluctuations in what's coming in and going out when you're a small business owner. Uh, nobody teaches you that. Um, I mean, State, State Farm has a world-class training program for its agents where they teach the agents about product and about marketing and about building a team and running an office, but they don't teach the agents um, about the, the managing the, the money part of the business. And uh, a lot of our agents um, came from corporate America or where they were earning a steady paycheck. And so managing the, the highs and lows and fluctuations and, you know, variable you know, kinds of things that come with owning a business was new to a lot of these agents. And it was very painful for me because um, I got to know a lot of these agents really well, considered them friends. Um, and it was painful to see the struggles that they were going through. It not only affected um, how they felt emotionally about their business, but it would spill over into their home life. And uh, they would sometimes run into issues with their marriage and, you know, managing their, their personal finances. And it was really painful to see. And because this was something that um, I was able to figure out in my life, um, through some trial and error, and it, you know, it wasn't perfect at first, and, you know, I, I didn't do so well in the beginning, but I was able to figure it out. I thought this is a way for me to um, help people, not just State Farm agents, of course, but any entrepreneur who is struggling in this way. I think that's an excellent point. You know, I see people's finances every day in real estate doing what I do. And I think it's a systemic societal issue um, where people are spending, uh, spending money or saving money. You know, it's on, on a curve, like, if you're in debt, like it's hard to get out of debt. Like yeah. there, there's very specific, very tactical strategies that you can use to go from being in debt every month, being in debt every month, to actually having a surplus every month. And, um, you know, I, I'm listening to you talk and it's awesome because I think the service that you're providing, uh, your business plan, your business model is definitely needed in, uh, in the entrepreneurial world, you know, kind of, you can you can you can throw a rock and hit uh, a thousand consultants that can teach you how to close 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 sell more sell more sell more build a team build this do that do that do that. But without that financial piece, like I've seen many many people in my industry that will come and just explode onto the scene, spend tens of thousands of dollars a month in advertising, and get great business, and their business will ramp up. Like it'll go from here to here in a very short time. Right. But if there's a downturn or there's an issue, like they're literally living for that next sale. Right, right, right. right. They, don't, they don't have the foundation 
that they can do the highs and the lows of any market really we're in. You know, insurance is residual, but yes, you've got to have renewals and you've got to have all that kind of business or you can have the, the, the sale to sale to sale to sale to sale. And that's really, uh, you know, so I think the service that you're providing, I can see you on stage being like the Grant Cardone of, uh, of financial <laughs> coaching in a few years. So that's, that's awesome. So, so here's the thing, Eric, 62% of Americans have no emergency fund. And I'm sure you've read statistics like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, right? Um, and so there's a lot of, of buzz out there, um, articles written, media on, you know, uh, making sure that, that Americans build an emergency fund. And that's especially important today as we're going through COVID-19 pandemic. You know, a lot of people are out of work. The economy is, you know, kind of in a tumult right now. So having a personal emergency fund, really important. For a business owner, though, one of the things that we help um, our uh, business owner clients do is build a business emergency fund. A lot of people don't realize that you got to have a business emergency fund, too, because you're going to have emergencies in your business. So, for example, you know, uh, your printer breaks and all of a sudden you've got to buy a $2,000 printer. Where's that money going to come from? It's not something you've, you've budgeted, you know, for or your office floods, you know, and maybe that's not covered by your insurance and now you've got to buy new furniture or new carpeting or, or whatever, or exactly what we're going through now, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, nobody could have anticipated this. So having an emergency fund for your business is one of the, the ways that you can kind of smooth out some of the highs and lows that come with figuring out, you know, your money for your business. Absolutely. So how did you find your superpower? Like what breakthrough, like what aha moment? You're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm capable financially um, as an entrepreneur. I need to share um, my expertise, my knowledge with others. Um, you know, in my early 20s, um, frankly, I was, I was pretty bad with money. I have to admit. Um, I was working on a commission or I was um, uh, self-employed at, at the time. And, and frankly, as soon as I earned more money, I found a way to spend it because you can justify anything. <laughs> I remember being in my late uh, 20s and I had, uh, you know, just had my, my first child. And I remember saying, oh, well, you know, I, I, I'm a mother now. Um, I, need, I need to buy a house. I can't live in an apartment. I, I'm a mother. I, I, I need to be a homeowner. So, um, you know, went out and, and bought a house, even though at the time I really couldn't afford it. Had to borrow the down payment from my, my then father-in-law. Um, and really was not so great at managing money. Um, I found myself in my early 30s, uh, divorced, single mom, living on my own, and I was petrified. I realized I had debt. I didn't have a lot in savings. I felt like I was flying without a safety net. And I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to provide for my child, was never going to be able to retire someday. And it was kind of a wake-up call moment for me. And so I just realized that I've got to change my mindset around my money and I've got to start doing some different things with my money if I'm ever going to 
reach my goals in life. And so I just, on a personal level, started to do some things differently. And as my career progressed, um, I got better and better at figuring out ways to manage those fluctuations in what was coming in and, and what was going out. And I realized that I'm pretty good at this. And I started um, kind of coaching other people who were also entrepreneurs. And this is even before State Farm, um, teaching them some of the lessons that I had learned, um, things like having a business emergency fund. Um, a lot of my business owner friends had never really done that, never crossed their minds. So I started just teaching a little, sharing some of my knowledge. And um, when I got to a point that um, I, on personal level, was in a financial position where I could uh, leave corporate America um, and do something entrepreneurial again, because that is in my heart and soul, I decided to take the leap into financial um, coaching because I realized that I do have this kind of superpower. I love that word. It makes me feel like, you know, Wonder Woman a little bit. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, really kind of uh, the journey that, that I took. So what impact or transformation has this had on your business, you know, obviously you're, you know, 28, 30, um, living paycheck to paycheck, living beyond your means. When you get a commission check, you probably spend 1.25 of what you earned. Um, right. So what impact transformation has this had on your business? And then maybe a, a transformation or a pivotal moment in your life. So um, I had always intended to um, um, have a, I was going to say second career, but this would really be like a fourth or fifth career. I always knew that that was something that I wanted to do, but um, I did have an event in my life that was transformational that I, I will share. Um, my husband, Ed, about eight years ago, um, contracted something called Meniere's disease. This is, um, I had never heard of it before. It's a virus of the inner ear. Anybody can get it. And there's really two main symptoms um, that, that people have when they have Meniere's disease. And he has what's called bilateral Meniere's disease, meaning he's got it in both ears. So the first symptom is you go uh, from a completely, you know, a hearing person to being completely deaf. So in a span of a couple years, my husband lost 100% of his hearing. And that rocked my world. I mean, that was earth moving for, for me and for us as a couple, because we couldn't even talk to each other because he couldn't hear what I was saying. Now, sometimes he might like that when he doesn't hear what I'm saying, but it, it, it's hard, right? right? right, right. Um, he has since gotten what's called a cochlear implant, which is uh, kind of a gadget that sits on the side of your head and it's like a bionic ear. And so his hearing is better. It's still not great. Um, but it's, it's better. Um, the other consequence of Meniere's disease is you've got vertigo 24-7. So the, for him, the way he describes it is that the floor is moving. So um, it affects his ability to walk. Um, he, I mean, he can walk, but 
you know, he's not steady on his feet. Um, he doesn't really drive very much anymore. And so we sat down in a couple and we said, you know what, this is a pivotal moment for us as a couple. We, you know, do we want to live our life in a little bit of a different way so that we're together more on the, on the road out in, you know, Cumberland, Maryland or West Virginia every day so that if, you know, he needs a little help in some way, I'm there, I'm around. I just wanted a little more flexibility in my schedule. And we realized that our finances were in, we were in a place where I could leave that, you know, high paying corporate executive job in order to start something else that was, you know, never going to make me the kind of money I was making before, but that's okay. But I'm, I'm living my truth, as they say, living the life I want to live. And that moment, I realized that I wish everyone that I know and love could have the ability to get to a place where they could make decisions for their life in this way if they wanted to. And so a lot of me being a financial coach, frankly, feels like I am giving back um, to you know, people that I care about. That sounds a little sappy now that I say it out loud, <laughs> but um, I, I do believe that when you have your finances in order, the power and confidence that it gives somebody is just huge. I totally agree. You know, I don't know how many people I run into that don't have their finances in order, and then you'll see the ones that do. And typically what I see, and, and you would probably attest to this, is uh, they're just normal people. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're business owners, but they're not out, they're not driving the Mercedes or I don't know if you have a Mercedes. If you do, I apologize. Um, you know, and leasing a vehicle and, and making unsound financial decisions. They're the ones that are frugal and are driving used cars and don't go to Starbucks 15 times a month. Um, you know, I think it's, I think we all make a choice in life and especially financially, uh, to either, um, you know, we have, there's consequences to every choice we make. There's, and when I teach my kids, like there's consequence when you do this, like this could happen or this is going to happen. Or if you don't do this and you don't clean your room, you know, you don't get your, uh, gaming device for the next hour, whatever it is, you know, I, I could parent a little bit stricter. If I was as good parenting as I am financially, my kids would be off the chart because I do I, I do know that every financial decision that you make has a consequence right that's my little rant so let's right. let's let's do a deep dive here okay do you want to sure. share your screen sure okay all right so Alyssa is going to share her screen here and give um, you know basically a blueprint of how she would help entrepreneurs business owners kind of walk through um, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, the macro of, Hey, here you are financially, what's your financial picture and how do we, how do we clean it up? Like, how do we tidy up that dirty room that you have? Like, let's put that, let's put that dirty laundry away and let's, let's really clean up your room, your IE or financial picture. So I'm going to let you lead here. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, budgeting type software out there. There's tons of it. There's, there's ones you pay for, ones that are free. I mean, there's a ton of tools, tools out there. 
Um, and I don't even like to say the word budget because that's a little bit of a dirty word. You know, nobody likes to budget. That is so not fun. Uh, so I like to call it a spending and saving plan. Um, just a little different, you know, nuance to it. But there, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, but what I found is that there aren't a lot of resources out there that work well if um, the money coming in and the money going out are, are fluctuate drastically or have the potential to fluctuate drastically. They just aren't designed to kind of deal with the scenario that an entrepreneur deals with every single month. The other um, struggle that I have and a lot of entrepreneurs have with a lot of the, the budgeting, you know, kind of software or tools that are out there is they take a lot of work. You know, you constantly have to go in, you got to look at it, you got to tweak, you got to put in your new numbers, you got to track this. Entrepreneurs by nature, like I said before, they want to be out promoting their business. They want to be building their business. Um, they, this part of, of the, the looking at the money, that doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. So I thought there's got to be something out there that's simple, easy to manage, and and works well for somebody whose income fluctuates and so um, um, money mentor group had a tool that they have been using with their clients for years and that tool actually where they work with individuals actually i made some quick tweaks to it and it works beautifully for managing um a, a business's kind of spending and savings plan so i'll kind of walk you through this okay sure. so it's divided into um, a couple of different categories the first category is where you input your fixed and recurring monthly expenses and we divide the monthly expenses into the first half of the month and the second half of the month. You don't have to do it this way, but in my example, I've divided it into the first half of the month and the second half of the month um, with the understanding that the um, entrepreneur may want to uh, take home a paycheck for themselves twice a month, or if they have uh, vendors that you know pay them you know twice a month or whatever the case may be. So all you do here real simply is you put in the expenses that are due in the beginning of the month. And so I just stuck some things in here, your rent, your electric, your phone, and these are fixed expenses. I highly recommend with your utilities that you get on a plan where you pay the same amount every month. Uh, because again, the whole point of doing this is to try to smooth out some of these fluctuations, which make it so hard to, to manage. And if you call your utilities, your phone company, your electric, your water, you know, whatever, all of them will have a plan where you can pay a, a flat monthly rate. They just kind of average it out. And then the next year they look at your bill and, you know, it may be a little higher, or a little lower, depending on your actual usage. So you put in your phone, you put in your salaries, if you've got, let's say, some employees, and let's say you're paying yourself. So again, I just stuck something, you know, some things in here so we could look as an example. And then you take the second half of the month and you uh, put in the bills that, again, are fixed. They're the same all the time. And then the date that it's paid. And so um, every month, um, 
you just look at this on the first of the month and you're gonna pay all of these bills that you know are coming due the first half of the month and then you look at this the second half of the month and you pay all the bills that are due the second half of the month, okay? So it's, it's easy peasy to manage because you know what the bills are, you're not gonna forget anything because you, you put them in once and you're done and you pay those bills. Now we get into your non-recurring and variable recurring expenses. So these are, this is where people get tripped up, okay? They forget about things that are either annual expenses. So they, they pay them every year, but it comes due in you know, May or September, and you're like, oh, I forgot, I've gotta pay this bill. Where's that money gonna come from? So for example, uh, your business insurance, right? Let's say you pay that every, what do I have that in here? Uh, I didn't, uh, let's say you have that every September. So September comes and you owe, you know, $1,500, where's that money gonna come from? So you've got some of these expenses that either are non-recurring or they're variable. And so with this method, you list out all of these expenses, you figure out a monthly amount that you're gonna need to sock away so that when that bill is due, you've got a pot of money to pay that bill. And so um, you take your annual, you divide it, put in monthly, and every month you put this amount in a separate account so that you have the money to pay for it, okay? Um, and then the last section is what I call your daily spending. So let's say this is money that, um, you know, you just wanna kind of have on hand for some daily, you know, expenses, you're gonna put, so I put here business lunches as what I wanted to designate and, and $400 a month. And this is money that you're just gonna pay for with a debit card. Again, you're gonna put it in a separate account every month. This is my, my daily spending. You pay for it by a debit card so that when it's gone, it's gone. You know, if you're at the 20th of the month and you've spent all that money on business lunches, you got a brown bag at the rest of the, the, the month because your money's gone. And then the last section is where you're gonna put money away every month for your long-term financial goals. So let's say my goal is to buy a building. Got some money in there to put away towards that. Let's say my long-term financial goal is I wanna save for retirement. You're gonna put money away every month. So I'm gonna to flip to where we actually see this all pan out, okay? So all of the money that you input on that first tab is gonna translate here and calculate for you on this second tab. So as you can see, it breaks it down for you. And so you're going to have an operating account where your um, income comes in and your fixed expenses are paid out of that operating account. And then you're gonna have that separate account like I talked about for your daily spending. You pay that for a debit with a debit card. And um, then you've got in, in the light green area, the amount of um, the bills you need to pay. The kind of peach area is that variable amount. And then the light blue area is the transferring the long-term savings. And so the beauty of the system 
is that you're putting money in a separate account for all those things you forget about all the time or the things that change all the time and you've got money to pull from. So it's never a surprise. And so really the only thing that you're tracking is that daily spending and you have a finite amount of money. So this system is really easy. It's kind of hard to really explain this in depth in a, in a couple quick minutes on, on the podcast, but this just gives you a little bit of a, a taste of some of the ways that we help um, entrepreneurs manage their money. There's also a section on here, just want to point out where you put money away for your taxes, because mm -hmm. that's another that's area where entrepreneurs, you know, get tripped up, the taxes are due quarterly and, uh, you know, how am I going to have money to pay for those? So it, it budgets that in, so you're putting a little money away every month for that. So I think that's, you know, an awesome exercise that, yeah, you're right. You can, you can do this personally. You can do this if you're in business. You know, I know, um, you know, I've been doing not out like this, but kind of in my head, like I pay my bills on the 5th and the 20th. Like I know what's due the first on the 5th and what's due on the 20th. Um, so, are you teaching this to anyone? Any programs, sites, courses you want to promote, talk about before we wrap up here, Lisa? Sure. Um, I am actually um, launching a workshop for entrepreneurs, a three-part workshop uh, for entrepreneurs, which will cover um, the first section is helping them understand their relationship with their money. So I'm going to take them through some of the exercises I, I talked about with that. The second section is really showing them this uh, spending and savings plan, and they will get this um, that they can use um, as a tool for them to manage their finances. And then the third workshop is I really help them with understanding some money behaviors. So we really go into methods of paying down debt, um, if they have that methods of building up an emergency fund, how to set some long-term financial goals and manage to that. And so that'll be rolling out um, uh, mid-July. If um, anyone listening to this podcast wants to make sure that they learn about it, one, they can go to um, www.moneymentorgroup.com. Um, and there'll be a place there where they can sign up for the workshop. They can also email me directly at Elisa, which is A-L-I-S-S-A, -S -S at moneymentorgroup.com. I'll say it again, A-L-I-S-S-A, -S -S at moneymentorgroup.com. I'm also going to um, give out my cell phone. People can just call me directly. My number is 571 419-4770. I am on Instagram. For anybody else that's on Instagram, um, I'm there as Your Money Mama, M-A-M-A, -M -A, Your Money Mama. Um, and um, they can contact me any way that they'd like to and either work with me um, individually um, or learn more about that workshop. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank I think, you. Um, you know, you're providing an awesome uh, service and awesome structure uh, to business owners and entrepreneurs, because like, you know, like you said, like you've seen over, over the years, you know, you've had 41 agents at State Farm that I'm sure probably 
we know we're not going to say anything, but I'm sure probably 75% of them didn't manage their money well. Um, and that's typically what we see in, in the world in general is that, you know, a, a smaller percentage than a large percentage need help financially. You know, that's why there's so many financial coaches out there. Um, so I'm proud of you. You're doing a good thing. Thank Keep you. Up. Thank you so much for joining us this week. All right. Thank you, Eric. Take care. That's Elisa Locke, Money Mentor Group, episode 17 of Four Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs. Um, go to the YouTube page if you're actually listening to this. Um, it's EVTV videos, but there will be a link uh, here um, to actually look at the, the spreadsheet, look at the financial analysis that Elisa provides. Um, it's pretty, it's not complicated. Um, definitely not complicated, but is very powerful when you have a hold on your financial picture and really what your expenditures are a month. So episode 17, and we are out. <laughs>